comes the sun. Welcome back to Shrieking It Down, Mental Health Made Simple. I'm Gene Bresson. And I'm Steve Schlossman. So, it's the new year, Steve. What's new? Uh, well, the year, obviously. <laughs> uh, no, a lot of things. I mean, uh, well, you, you, can I say it for you? Yeah. Gene, ha- how many grandkids did you have until the new year? Four. And how many did you have after the new year? Five. Five. So you had a new grandchild. I had a New Year's. I have a New Year's granddaughter. That born so on New Year's evening, New Year's Day. That's so awesome. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. What, uh, do you have a name? No. Nope. Yeah. No uh, name? Well, I, I don't have a name. We have a gender. I, I have a name. Yeah. We, yes. We, they, they chose... Not <laughs> they didn't choose gender. <laughs> they, they don't get that choice. They, they, they chose right. not to know. They chose not to know gender or and 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 like with their first uh, kid, uh, they didn't decide on the name. Or at least they didn't announce it for a couple days. So my question to you: Did you smoke a cigar? No. Does that tradition even still exist? Uh, it exists someplace. <laughs> It's a very wise and thoughtful and overly vague answer. Actually, you asked me that, and I told you that I gave it away. I gave my, I, I happened to have a Cuban cigar, which I gave away to a friend of ours but a long time ago. Nevertheless, congratulations. Well, thanks, thanks. No, it's, it was the best news I got on New Year's. Um, new, and, and actually, this New Year's, I, I um, am proud to say that I made it to just before midnight, before I fell asleep. Usually, I'm asleep by 10. But this year, I, I was out of control. We had fish, and I watched a movie and stayed up until 11.15 and then didn't fall asleep till 11.40. But you didn't um, see the ball drop. I, I didn't see anything drop except my head on the pillow, which was the way I like it. Yeah, you told me that you go to sleep at 9, usually. Usually, yeah. Yeah, no, sleep's important. My Uncle Maury used to call sleep the second best feeling in the world. We don't need to go any further with okay. that conversation. Yeah, that's because that's yeah. the first one, we can just leave it to the, uh, the listener's <laughs> imagination. Right. Uh, anything else going on for you before we, we we talk about what we're gonna? What else is going on? Well, yeah, you know, uh, I um I have a um a new friend who um uh, is um staying in in my neighborhood, and uh, he's a he's actually a a bass player for uh, the Coral Reefer Band, um, and um, he's um, also into early childhood education. So we have a lot of things in common: music and education, and we're um. We're having fun. I, I love this. This is so sweet because usually when you say to somebody what's going on and they say, I have a new friend, you're talking to your five-year-old who's come <laughs> home from school that day. But the, but what you're showing is that you never are too old to have no. a new friend, right? No. To meet somebody new and get excited about them and hang out and play music. And yeah. I mean, that's actually part of how we... Um, I guess it's part of being human. We shouldn't say that it stops when you're five years old, and it doesn't. So you no, and it, and it's exciting and it's fun and 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 you know and it it it, it continues. It's uh, it's new, as you said. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I don't. I don't know if I have any new friends. Um, I. I did go away for a few days with my daughter, which was my younger daughter, which was awesome. I had the experience of having my older daughter come back for her first uh, winter vacation after her freshman year of college, which was really weird just to think of going to pick her up at the airport and, like, she's not been here and now she's here all the time. But did you fall back into old patterns? Because that often, you know, when they go away then they come and they're on their own and then the parents fall back into old patterns like, you know, when are you coming home or oh, oh, where, yeah. where, where, where are you going out and, and sitting up, staying up old, and worrying. And it's not an old pattern. I mean, look, she's under my roof, our roof. I shouldn't say my roof. And uh, she said, as she pointed out, when I'm at college, people don't know 
that I'm not coming home until, you know, fill in the blank, 1 a.m., right. 1.30, whatever. Why should it matter with you? And I said, because I worry. Because when you're under my roof, I'm in charge, and I worry. And there will be a time when I don't worry, but we're not there yet. I don't but even when my that. 30-somethings uh, come over to visit, and I say, well, you know, call me when you get home, and they go like, what? Why? And because, you know, you, 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 you're, driving, you're driving away from the house, and I want to know that you've arrived yeah, safely. No, no. A friend of mine told me, had this great line. Um, she said, when you have your first child, that's the last day that you're, you're, you get to be by yourself in your head. That's you're a never great alone line. in your head ever again. That's a great line. You're always, you've always got them somewhere in there thinking about them. It's, it's actually not a bad segue into what we want to talk about today, uh, which is the fact that we have this, this new year, which is a kind of arbitrary thing, right? Like we celebrate New Year's, but it's just, it's just this day. We could decide New Year's is in May. We could decide right. it's in April. It has something to do with where the sun happens to be in relationship to the earth. But really, it's, it's an arbitrary day upon which we heap all sorts of responsibility. Right. And, but what's interesting is that, that the whole world uh, has decided on that day. Well, the whole the whole Western, the whole Western world, to, world. to some extent, because I mean, it's a Western calendar that we're yeah. based on here. But yeah, you're right. It's, and and it's, I guess further, even if it's not the Western world, there is a New Year Day in every culture that's ever existed. So let me, so let me move uh, to um, a, a topic that, that is really interesting, and it has to do with the, with the Clay Center's uh, latest newsletter. And, and as Sarah pointed out, um, she talked about uh, evolution. So, you know, you know, we always talk about New Year's resolutions. Well, let's talk about New Year's evolutions. It's an arbitrary day. We heap upon it this notion of a resolution, right? Like I resolve to exercise, I resolve to diet, I resolve to write in my journal every day, I resolve. There's every year there's the kind of compulsory right. articles that are in the press about what your New Year's resolution is. And then there are the following compulsory articles about how nobody sticks to their resolutions. And you feel crummy about the fact that you right. made these resolutions and you never follow them. So why don't we change the term, as you're pointing out, to evolution, not just because it rhymes, but because what we'd like to make are adaptive changes in keeping with the theory of evolution, right? We would like to adapt to this new year, recognize that it's different than the year before. How do we change ourselves to better match this year that's ahead of us? It, it's, it's a variation on resolution because resol- resolution is you're resolving to do something to actually make yourself better. Usually. But if you evolve into something, what you're saying is I'm not just resolving to do something new, I'm evolving, right? Like I'm deciding that this new thing will better suit me for the year that's coming ahead. Right. Um, so this might not be the year for me to work out But more. the other thing is, is that evolution takes into account the environment, the people that are in our lives, I mean the context, because evolution came about presumably because the species, various species, adapted to changes inside themselves and outside of themselves. And it wasn't just, it wasn't just a choice because you had... Oh, so in fact, it's by definition not a choice. It's not a That's choice. That's how evolution works. <laughs> it's, it's just a random mutation that happens to work. We are, we are taking advantage of the word here and saying that you actually have here the option to make a behavioral change. Right. That's not technically an evolution. There you don't have right. a choice. Here we're saying you have a choice. But then that leaves us with this big question, right? What, what change are we going to make? Well, you know, but it, what it means... It, 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 wait, answer the question. What change would you make? I first have to take stock of what's around me, of, of the context within which I'm making those changes. Okay, so you got a new grandchild. 
There's, right. there's something that's around you. How will that cause your New Year's evolution to be different than if you didn't? Um, well, for one thing, as you point out, I have another human being in my mind that I have to take into account when I'm thinking about things. So when you do your and, daily kind of running of the systems to, you know, shower, brush teeth, whatever, and then you run through the things that matter to you, you got one more. I got one more thing that yeah. matters. So in other words, the, the it's not a, a resolution to, you know, I, I want to pay more attention to my family. It's something that has come to me, not by my doing, but it's another thing that I have to take into account when I'm thinking about uh, what I want to do with myself, what I, what I want to hope for with my family, what I want to kind of like be thinking about and planning. Um, you know what I, I think also, and this actually, you know, patients who come in to talk to me, kids, you yeah. know, teenagers, much more teenagers, when they sort of think about what am I supposed to do on this, this kind of arbitrary designation of a new year, I'm just going to go back to school and take my midterms, but what am I supposed to change up? And then they start to feel in asking that question, a little bit powerless because they say, well, any anything I do is not going to make a big difference in the world. I don't have much power over the world, so why does it matter? Why should I change anything? And I don't think that's true, but I always struggle a little bit about how to convince them otherwise, that, that, that the small changes or even the big changes that they make, but more often they're small changes, actually have a real possibility of changing the world that they're going to inherit. Yes, and and what it gets back to, as I was saying before, about taking stock of your environment is when a kid comes in and says to me, you know, like, what changes can I make? The first thing I say to him is, what's possible? What's possible given your family, your neighborhood, your school, your friends, you know, what you're capable of doing, your mood, you know, so, so when, when, you, when you take stock of what's around you and then you kind of think about, okay, so what, what can I do that's re- realistic and reasonable given the constraints that I'm under? It's a whole different way of looking at resolution. It's a way of saying what's feasible and what would I actually like to kind of, you know, do in this, in this you know, you know, in this world that's actually feasible and not just, it's not just an abstract thing like I'm going to like lose weight or I'm going to get in shape. Those things are too abstract. It's, um... So would you say that people need to have, um... Could it be lose weight if you had a number that you were chasing? Are you saying that's what you need? No, I I don't think it's a number that you're chasing. It's like, it's like, you know, if if two or three members of your family have gone vegetarian or vegan or gluten-free and there's different food coming in the house, then you might be thinking, okay, what can I do to modify my diet so that I can have dinner with them in a way which joins them? Um, and, and if that results in losing weight or changing my, you know, my diet, great. But I, you're not doing it as a solo pilot. Resolutions, as I see it, at least traditionally, would be, you know, you're, you're sitting back, you're reflecting, you're thinking about yourself, and it's really kind of a, in my view right now, it's a solo pilot activity rather than an evolutionary one, in which case you're saying, okay, so what is the environment providing me, and how can I be a part of this and make changes that are also good for me and others around me as well? Yeah, you know you know where I think we could take this also, because this could obviously go in a bunch of different directions. The we, we keep saying that the technology that we have has outpaced our ability to deal with it. 
but I think it's time that we start to evolve along with the technology. So I would like as my New Year's evolution, and actually something I think I'll try and help my own kids with, and, and maybe my patients if they'll have any of it, is, is to understand that they need not check the news every two seconds. They need not check their email, need not check their text. It will actually not realistically change the day, or at least they can run the experiment, right? Like they, So they can evolve away from that place where that if they don't have their phone in their pocket, they literally feel like they are missing an article of clothing. It would be good to have that, and it would be good for me to lose that. Well, take a walk and leave your phone home. Just one thing. I mean, just one thing. Yeah. Just one thing you could do that many people don't. They actually say, well, I'm going out. Where's my phone? And instead, you could say, okay, I'm going out. I'm going to leave the phone home. But what if your kids call? Then they, then they call. Exactly, because for most of human history, we have not had cell phones, and things kids couldn't call, and things went pretty much okay. I'm not saying never have your phone. It's not the end of the, the world. But the 40-minute walk in the woods without your phone. And then you come back, and you see that there's a couple texts that you've missed, and, you know, okay, so then you answer the text, text then. Um, there is also this, this sort of... Um, this new term that people are are talking about, JOMO. So it's 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 riffing off of the fear of missing out, FOMO. But this is the joy of missing out. The idea that if we can evolve past our technology, we can actually feel more joy precisely because we're missing out on the endless uh, stream of pretty divisive, awful, ugly pieces of news that come nonstop. So if we can experience more JOMO and less FOMO as our evolution as opposed to our resolution, I feel like I'm in a Dr. Seuss book now. JOMO, FOMO? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I actually think there's something to that. Um, and, and many, actually, a lot of the kids that I that you know, have wandered back into my office since being away on winter vacation or being just at home over winter vacation, and in my own experience, I didn't have my phone with me. For about six days of the of the break, I just said I'm I'm not going to look at it. Where I'm was gonna, it? Well, I just left. You just it. left it. Yeah, and I felt better. Actually, I noticed things that I hadn't noticed huh. before. And this is not meant to be a kind of morality lecture. Like I understand there are a lot of really cool things on the phone that I do enjoy looking at, but there were parts of me that enjoyed not having it there so that I could pay attention. Did you to Did other you things. notice? Did you know when you when you, when you didn't have it with you? Did you notice that it wasn't there? Oh yeah, at first, but about three days in. Were you, were you anxious? Did, how did it make you feel when you noticed well, it wasn't there? Well, you know there? what? Um, my wife was with my older daughter, and I was with my younger daughter. So I had the people I know in the world were, were kind of covered in my head. Like the, I mean, obviously yeah. not everybody, but the yeah. people who are absolutely closest to me. Yeah. And, and I think sometimes we hold on to that phone be, not because, I mean, it's not like a teenage, teenagers hold on to because they don't want to miss like the party that they're hearing right. about or their friends. But as an adult I, or an parent, I worry about, you know, there being an emergency that if right. I heard about it five minutes earlier, maybe I could have made a difference. And, and that part of that's doctor training too. And, and it's, it's also, also not realistic. And, and it's not in keeping with reality. Right, right. Right. Like most of the time, those five minutes don't matter. But I felt better. Um, that term, uh, JOMO, I just found out about. It's obviously a, a new term that would not have existed were we not trying to force ourselves to not look at things that in the past we felt like we had to look at. You don't need to check the news every two seconds. I mean, these are good things to think about as we go into what is likely to be a fairly dense 2019. It's going to be intense. Yeah. And actually having some break from 
breaking news, which is like breaking all the time, uh, would be um, a relief. So that would be a kind of evolution. Yeah, that would be an evolution. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting that, that what we now count as evolution is moving away from advances in technology that have actually changed us yeah. and the world. Yeah, no, that, but that's adaptive. Yeah. Right? Like if, you, if, if the thing that was helping you to move forward is now stopping you from moving forward, then the adaptive response would be to get rid of the thing. Right. Or at least to change the way you use the thing. Right, to change the way you use it. So, so those are our New Year's... I, we might be making too big. Well, everybody out there change. should be. I think. I think one task that we could actually ask people to kind of like, you know, um, think about, maybe try, is um, take stock of where you are, of what you know your hopes, wishes, dreams are, but also what's around you. What what's what's involved in your in your in your in your in your world, and 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 what what could you realistically do to move yourself ahead in a way which would um, get, would bring you more joy. Right. Jomo. Agreed. Jomo, right. <laughs> so um, that's a pretty good place to end. And we, uh, can we, <laughs> just for a second, so folks know, we've actually got a pretty cool season lined up. Um, we do have a uh, cool so, season. So uh, th- things we're going to talk about, we're going to talk a, a little bit about punishment, about the, the proper ways, or not proper is probably the wrong word, but, but the various ways that parents can think about how they can discipline their kids that makes sense and helps with uh, development and also helps parents to feel better about themselves. Uh, it's actually a much more complicated topic than people give it credit for, and, and we'll have to do some research ourselves before we, we present that. Yeah. But it's the kind of advice we end up giving all the time in yep. the office. Um, what else are we talking about? Well, the other th- one of the other things we're talking about is the uh, uses of cognitive behavior therapy, which is kind of a really cool, common-sense, practical set of skills that um, we all can use in our everyday life for certain things. It works really well. For certain things, it's, it's not applicable. But it's one of those, you know, techniques that you can build into your life and build into your family's life. We're going to be talking about so CBT. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll be talking about, about uh, marijuana and the teenage brain. Are you telling me that marijuana has been in the news lately? <laughs> well, it's been in the news in Massachusetts. It's not... It's, it's not not been in it's, the news. It's, it's, been it's everywhere. everywhere. It's, it's a multi million dollar industry. It's not going away. Uh, it's uh, look, teenagers can't smoke legally right now. You have to be twenty one, right? Right. But we know teenagers are smoking more, just based on the epidemiology. What we don't right. understand, or at least have a good grasp of, is the effect of marijuana on a rapidly developing brain that we see during adolescence. We have some data to be worried, but we also have some data to be less worried, and we're going to look at both sides of that. Yeah, and we also have to help uh, parents, in particular. Uh, think about what strategies they can use to um, talk with and guide both the teenagers and themselves in dealing with this with this uh, you know new uh, new phase we're in with 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 the legalization of pot. Right, right, and given the fact that it could I- any moment become illegal again too. Well, it's still it's, legal federally, but right. we, but it's so much more accessible. Yeah. Um, uh, and 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 there's so much so much to think about and so much to plan and actually kind of do in a in a practical you know evolutionary manner. So so we're going to do CBT cognitive behavioral therapy and we're going to do CBT cannabidiol oil too. <laughs> and we have to make sure we clarify which is which because people will write CBD all the time as opposed to CBT. Right. Exactly. <laughs> right. Um, so we'll clarify that. Um, 
What struck you in the news this week? Oh, man. What struck me in the news was, I guess I couldn't have... Even though we just finished saying, try and stay away from the news, but what Well, the shutdown. I mean, you know, the the divisiveness and the the perils of kind of like um, digging one's heels in um, and, and, and not kind of thinking of, thinking of, you know, of, of running a country that, that has very different points of view and different, and different ideas without, without kind of conversation, without dialogue and without thoughtfulness. And, you know, the polarity of, of the world, which is, you know, which may get even worse now that we are more, more powerful with, with, uh, with, with, the, uh, the 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 change in the house the change in the house yeah. yeah that's that's you know it's it's a scary time um, it could be scarier hopefully there'll be more uh, dialogue and more bipartisan kind of view of things rather than simplicity of just digging your heels in around any one particular um, uh, mission that any anyone has right right that's a good but boy I feel really sheepish with the thing I had in mind now that's so much more profound um, I am kind of, um, I can't stop thinking about this new Black Mirror episode, which is the first ever interactive television program where you can choose what happens. It's like you have to have a smart TV or a computer, and I will not give any of it away, and I'm going to watch it again tonight because every time you watch, you can have a different ending, and you can have multiple different endings because there's different trains. It's sort of more video. It's like a gamification of a TV show. And I wonder if this is the future of entertainment that will be more interactive with the experience and how that will affect how we take in all forms of art, not just popular art. Well, it, it has a potential of bringing yourself into the creation. By uh, definition, that's what it's intended yeah. to do. I mean, that's, that's literally the definition. I wonder how successful it will be at doing that, and I wonder how much we'll like it. Whether whether we'll, there will be people who still prefer the more passive re- receiving. Do you remember? I, I just watched. I just watched Clue with my daughter. And they had I mean, four that, that, that yeah. was our fa- that was our family movie. And 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 when one of my kids said, "Let's watch Clue," we haven't seen that in ages. And and you know when it was shown in the theaters, they had they had three and, different endings. And you didn't know which one. And you didn't get. know which one you were going to yeah. get. And you said, "Oh." You know, it was Mr. Green. No, it was Miss Peacock. No, it was so and so. And everybody was disagreeing about it. And now, of course, when you watch it, you know. With all the three different endings, you can see it. But it it it, it was uh, it was kind of like, a, in some ways, a forerunner of that, where the ending could make perfect sense with a a different a different. So, so the difference way here is of, that you actually get to choose but you get to choose at different branch points, not just the ending. Um, so yeah. that's actually what's been on my mind a lot less profound than the shutdown. I can't think about the shutdown. I I mean, thank God I don't have to worry about it to the extent that I don't receive a federal salary. Well, 800,000 people do, yeah, and, and, and plus all the people that want to enjoy the national parks, and, and I, can't, I can't get into it. All, well, actually, but I mean, you know what? I was, when I you, was you away were, over break, yeah. we couldn't go to a, one of the places we wanted to go to um, because it was shut down because it was a national park. Huh. Um, we had planned to go there. We were going to go um, swim there, and it was totally closed. This was down in the Keys, the Florida Keys. Well, let's hope for a better resolution than yeah. just shutting things totally down. Evolve. Well... Thanks for listening, everybody. And if you have any comments or questions, uh, just send them on in. Uh, I'm Gene Baresi. And I'm Steve Schlossman. Thanks, guys.